Hello boys and girls. Welcome to this episode of Seeking Satya podcast where I interview entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, writers, athletes, scientists, doctors and more from eclectic fields in the hopes that we can put aside their superhuman stature and learn from their human abilities like building powerful habits, being curious, unafraid to try new things and much more. Today my guest is Simona Karji Mishra. Simona is a scientist turned entrepreneur. She co-founded Prante Solutions along with her husband to disrupt treatment of pregnancy related disorders with an initial focus on preeclampsia which affects 5 to 8% of all pregnancies worldwide. She received her PhD from the International Center for Genetic Engineering and Biotechnology New Delhi. Simona, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, thanks a lot for inviting uh, us. Originally from uh, New Delhi or No, uh, so I born in West Bengal, then uh-huh. uh, we moved to Delhi. Actually, uh, when I was very small, my father passed away. So my mother has to take a job. So we moved to Delhi. So my entire education is in Delhi. Uh, I did my graduation and post graduation from Delhi University, then a PhD from JNU. Born in West Bengal, but my brought up is basically in Delhi. How old were you when you moved to Delhi? Uh, I was two. Oh, <laughs> pretty much you've lived all through. How was it growing up? It was good. in delhi the education system is very nice i have been to government schools only and mm-hmm. of course government college again and again government university but uh, in the entire journey the teachers that i got were very nice so it was really helpful see uh, so, uh, so when we moved to delhi we were not very financially sound so uh, being in a private school and all those was not possible for us but uh, fortunately the the school which i joined uh was a kind of a government school but the teachers were very good they were very supportive they if you have any query they are very ready to help you out in doing those and that's why i have been able to from school to college to university i could go with uh, scholarships oh wow so you had uh, some powerful supporters in the form of teachers as you studied any particular incident or a teacher that comes to your mind uh there are many actually there are many teachers who has because from the beginning till the end even my phd supervisor uh uh-huh. my post graduation teachers my graduation teachers my school teachers they all they all are very nice and supportive and uh, moreover uh, it is like every year there are certain incidents that happen which makes you feel you have to study more because they are putting so much efforts on you so <laughs> all of them are very nice and kind to me Cool, cool. So you attended um, your undergrad, and then grad, and then you went on to PhD. Um, what got you interested in sciences? Uh, I was always interested in science. In fact, uh, after my tenth, my mother asked me, "Why don't you take a commerce? Because then you have an easy job." So I said, <laughs> "No." <laughs> the commerce section i wanted to be in science because that is what interests me but she understood that and she said okay fine you go ahead with your science and all so i took science then and uh, it it is always been fun uh, finding out how the people making discoveries inventions uh, it always interests you and then after uh, post grad and phd you uh, my phd boss was very nice he never asked us to do something which he wants us to do he mm. let us whatever you want you can do so meanwhile uh, when you get the freedom and the resources 
so uh, we did many things which even our boss didn't know but uh, many inventions inventions big inventions we made transgenics uh, protoplast uh, transformation and all those things uh, which uh, uh, it was not a part of my phd but uh, doing something and getting some nice results always fascinated me so that's how uh, it's been a very nice being in science and i wanted it and uh, since my family and uh, the 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 kind of research institute i have been it made me even more interesting i see when you say your family also had an influence um were there other role models in your family that uh, went on to do things in sciences or no not really actually okay. uh, my family nobody is in science but uh, <laughs> i always liked it wonderful yeah and you it looks like you were very curious to go out of your way not just stick to what my topic for my phd yeah. is you wanted to try it. that interest me more rather than doing what is in the topic <laughs> uh, yeah no, that's that's great i mean i can kind of get a sense of your personality and how you go about uh doing this so you went on to phd and you didn't stop with you know your masters like grad school uh why was that like why did you want to pursue some like deep research kind of thing uh see uh, till uh, you are in masters it is more theory and less of uh, research work at least in india yeah. so uh, if you want to do some real research where you do the experiments on your own so phd is the only choice so mm-hmm. till masters is more or more like a theory that you are doing and a little bit of experiments and all but uh, the real the real experience of how to or uh, do things and getting a result which is not anticipated mm-hmm. you can do it on phd at least in india so <laughs> that that is what interested me and in india there are uh, for the phd also there are many fellowships so uh, it is not difficult so even after masters if i join a job then i get the salary which will be equivalent or little more than what i will get in the fellowship for the phd got it so so money is not a constraint over there and interest was always there and uh, luckily i got into a very nice uh, institute for my phd so that also motivated me to continue my education and do my phd ah i see and you went to phd and you went to international center for genetic engineering and biotech it is a also. it is a un organization ah. uh, uh, it is supported by un and uh, it is uh, affiliated to uh, jawala nehru university uh, it is basically doing uh, high end science uh, on the state of the art technology so uh, it uh, generally focuses on doing something which is at the cutting edge so it is not some conventional techniques they will uh, always let you do uh, they have all the facilities and infrastructure we joined it in 2004 so at that time it was considered as one of the best research institute in india cool wow that's uh, that's an achievement right there to be, be able to get into that program uh, i want to get into of course your uh, current venture prante solutions uh, but before that just briefly i uh, want to talk about couple of things in the past uh, one sure. was um, where you always like growing up where you always 
entrepreneurial, like trying to do things, uh, build things from nothing? Or was it more out of curiosity to, to venture into things that have the problems and trying to solve them? It was there, but uh, I, I never realized. It is basically when I met my best friend and now my husband, uh, uh, we, we realized that, uh, yes, uh, we have that spirit in us. So uh, during our PhD itself in 2007, there mm-hmm. was a uh, young entrepreneurship scheme. It has been mm-hmm. la- launched by UK government and India, Indian government, DBT uh, government of India. So uh, they joint, uh, jointly uh, floated this competition, young entrepreneurship scheme. So where the PhD students and uh, uh, engineering students are supposed to participate uh, as a team and uh, give a business idea. And it is a kind of a business competition. Kind. Sure. So uh, from our institute, we applied. Uh, so five of us were uh, my husband, Asim. His name is Asim. Asim was the team leader. So we attended that. We participated in that. And luckily, we won the Indian part. So then they, uh, for a boot camp, they sent us to the Scotland. There also we won. So in the final, they sent us to the London. And we were the Indian winner for this competition. In a business, there are many components are required. The many elements you have to take care. Other than the product or the invention Mm -hmm. or the research. So uh, that understanding came to us. But at that time, we were doing PhD and in the final years of PhD. So we couldn't take it ahead. And uh, then as soon as the PhD is over, we got married. (laughs) So uh, within a year, I had a daughter. And and that was the turning point when I had my daughter. And we thought of doing something because uh, uh, as uh, you might be knowing that my pregnancy was not yeah. very uh, it was we had a complication that is when we changed to entrepreneurship from ah, uh, academic and research mind that we had i see got it got it you had participated in um, something called camtech jugadathon where yeah. you won the <laughs> oh, can you talk about your venture there about celebrius and what was that about yeah, so uh, the, the, the Prarte is always uh, doing something which is related to pregnancy uh-huh. uh, and, uh, to make the pregnancy better. So Salubrious is one of our initiatives which we uh, are doing right now as a research part and we will continue as a, our CSR wing. So this is a, a fortified nutrients. Actually, there are many fortified supplements that are available for pregnant women. But those supplements are something like it is uh, not uh, goes with the taste of the pregnant woman. Yep. Every pregnant woman during pregnancy have different taste desires. This make a formulation which will be tasteless, odorless and colorless. So Salubrious is a diet related product for pregnant women? Yes. I see. Got it. Got it. Um, so actually did a uh, lots of survey so when i did survey uh, with the resource limited settings and uh, the poor people i mm-hmm. found that most of the time they don't eat healthy food and uh-huh. uh, even the government provides uh, the during the pregnancy they have the package and all and government provided for free but they don't eat it just because it is not very uh, yeah 
not very tasty and they don't like it so so that's why we thought ki if something can be done in that way and most of the indian women uh, they take it's they uh, and that biscuits is not a sugar coated biscuit that has a different taste neither very salty not very uh, sugary so if those kind of uh, bakery products where we can uh, formulate our uh, formulation in a way that it won't alter the taste they are having in their biscuit and yet they are ready to take it so that kind of initiative we are taking though it is in a very uh, nascent stage at right now yeah. uh, but we are keeping it as our csr so whenever it get developed we can help these women without having any uh, profit angle to it got it got it um that's awesome so now i want to actually spend a little bit time on of course your current uh, venture prante and the the big uh, thing around um, pregnancy and changing maternity in india how did that idea come about and when was that time frame when you started that yeah sure uh, first time i get to know that the in the pregnancy there are complications which could be life threatening complications during my pregnancy and uh, it was around 2010 as a generally uh, what we do take is a anc packages with a good hospital so even i took a very good uh, anc package for the from a very good hospital and we had a regular checkup and it all was very nice till 25th week so on 25th week we had a anc we came back home and within a week uh, i even that day it was my anniversary there was some swelling in my face so we thought let's uh, check it out with the doctor why there is so much of swelling so she said okay you come to my hospital and uh, let me check so mm-hmm. we went to the hospital with all plans while coming back we will take this and that and we'll be, uh, bring it to home because we had a party at the night so when we went there she was uh, looked little worry she told to my husband that you have to get your wife admitted because uh, the situation is not right and her uh, blood pressure is increasing uh, so they admitted us and within 3 days with all sort of injections and all and they said ki the blood pressure is beyond the control and we have to deliver the baby and at that time i uh, it was just 26 weeks so i delivered my baby it was very premature yeah. just a 960 grams uh, birth weight and she was in nicu for uh, more than 45 days so during this tenure when uh, we tried to inquire from different doctors what has actually happened it was absolutely normal and then within a week how things can change so from different doctors different things we got to know and we uh, what the information that we got ki these kind of complication is normal they observe it regularly but they can't do anything because there is no early prognosis or early detection, detection. possibility for them they could do something only when the clinical symptoms come up and the clinical symptoms can come up when the majority part of the damage has already been done inside ah. and uh, the doctors are not left with much option but yeah. uh, going for a, a c section premature delivery in most of the cases so I, we thought ki okay then there is no real early diagnostic so doctors can't help but uh, as a researcher it is always inquisitive is it true that there is nothing like that Yeah. So when we checked in the in different uh, settings like Mayo clinics and all and all, there are not really very uh, many uh, prognostics that are available. There is one or two where the uh, detection can be possible only after twenty weeks, and the reliability is also not that high. But still, those are the options that are available. We looked into the research literature. Then when we looked into the research literature, we found yes, there are possibilities which has not been explored, which can. 
let you know that the pregnancy is going toward complication as early as 13 weeks of pregnancy and uh, a lot of research has already been done on that so uh, at that time around 2011 we thought we should do something on that so we started studying on it we started building information on it there is a regulatory element called microRNA mm -hmm. uh, which has a very important and potential role but the problem is it has not been used in regular diagnostics because it is uh, doing those assays you need a very high skill and uh, it is very uh, uh, money expensive it is very expensive actually because you need a sophisticated instrument skill labor so right. uh, that is the probable reason it is not taken up by normal diagnostic but a few uh, labs do it for the cancer diagnosis like uh, rosetta genomics so they uh, use this technique for uh, cancer prognosis before the cancer really onset they will able to detect it and the management can be taken care of uh, so in 2015 there was certain offer because I was at home because my daughter was small. So in 2014, thought yeah. let's go and let's start doing something. So initial idea was let's do postdoc and uh, uh, let's uh, gather some more information. But uh, then we thought ki if I go for again these kind of research programs, uh, our focus will get diluted. So we decided no, we have to do this because God has been very uh, graceful, uh, very nice to us that. A dog because a 26 week uh, preeclampsia uh, uh, child has the every chance of getting abnormal growth or abnormal body function but uh, my daughter was absolutely fine so it is our time to give back to the society Got so it. we thought okay let's uh, register a company so that the focus won't go up before even starting anything, we registered so our actually, company. Before you started any work, you just registered the company. So you kind of have a commitment to. Yes. So I registered my company in 2015, June. Mm -hmm. And then 2015, September, I started doing field immersion. And uh, Government of India, De uh, Department of Biotechnology has a program called Social Innovation Immersion Program Fellowship. So I took the fellowship and I did immersion for the maternal and child health. So I went to various uh, stakeholders, doctors, the mothers, those who already had a preeclampsia and discussed the problem and tried to figure out what is the ground reality in India itself and especially in the eastern part. So the problem was really very pertinent. In fact, uh, in uh, one of the hospitals over here, the government hospital, the 30% of the maternal mortality is just because of the preeclampsia. Ooh, so, 30%. 30% and it is a uh, they have published it wow. so it is a uh, it is a recorded data uh, then we thought hey, let's do something on that line so at that time there was one challenge from Tata Trust and Harvard South Asian Institute so we we went there because often happens that you have some idea but you yourself is not are not convinced that whether it will be uh, it will so work or not right Right. Self-doubt. Yeah, exactly. Going to those boot camps and talking to various people sometimes mm -hmm. give you motivation. Yes, what you are doing is right and it is doable and it is needed by it's the needed. society. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so, that's super important. So you kind of did some validation of if the market need is actually there for this problem exactly. and solution. And we went for the competition and uh, we presented our uh, project idea and the business idea. We uh, got the grant from them. We won the uh, competition and we got the grant. And with that initial small funding, just a 5 lakhs rupees funding, 
uh, we started the work and trying to develop the concept and the idea and we got a very nice positive results on that then we started uh, applying for big uh, this is a dbt birax uh, uh, biotechnology ignition grant so we applied there with the same idea and uh, it was a little bigger grant it gives us 50 lakhs with which we developed the proof of concept uh, and this proof of concept is on the micro rna based uh, the one which is that the one that's more expensive and yes. requires so, professionals uh, to handle yes so what we tried to do is we uh, uh, make made an uh, instrument and a method will be so simple like uh, analyzing your blood samples for cbc or a routine blood test the person need to just give the blood sample and the uh, the pathological lab person need to put it in a cuvette and give it uh, place it in an instrument and mm-hmm. the instrument will do the rest of the things so we designed yeah. the instrument we made the uh, uh, method so that it can be done with a single click Got so it. from a very sophisticated phd person it can be handled by any technician but at the same time this is something which will be still expensive in terms of the test can uh, test cost can't be less than uh, 6000 or 7000 mm. uh, so for their sh- for the at least for the uh, rural people it should be some initial indicator also should be there they should not be prescribed to do the micro rna test blindly so yeah. there is another simple form which is through urine uh-huh. and it can by anybody from uh, the 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 primary health center nurses or anganwadi people anybody can do it so where mm. you have to use the urine of the uh, women and right. you have to uh, detect the amount of protein present in it so is that sort and of like a, a sort of similar to a pregnancy test you simple enough that anyone can actually exactly. conduct it i see it it is as simple as the pregnancy test and you get mm. the reading a value and according to the value you can uh, find out whether the women is at a high risk pregnancy or a normal pregnancy if you find that yes there are a, uh, there are a sign of danger so then she can be prescribed for this kind of uh, high end uh, detection right. is that something that they can do at home or do they need to be in a We Hospital. have made a movement that they can do it at home. Ah. If they have a smartphone, ah. they can wow. get the reading in the smartphone with a small, simple, attached device. Only three steps. Put your urine, place it on the device, just click your mobile phone and you will get the data. Oh, that's... Uh, we should dig into some of that. That's amazing. So what was your initial vision? The initial vision was uh, we wanted to do something uh, related to... Uh, early prognosis of uh, pregnancy complication mm. across the women it should not be restricted to preeclampsia that i face there are other pregnancy complications are also there right. gestational diabetes mellitus uh, so uh, we wanted to uh, do pr- provide an array of uh, prognostics yeah from simple and step wise so that from a uh, uh, ident- identification of high risk pregnancy to the identification of specific complication should mm. the information should be available to the doctor so that the, she can do the management accordingly and we can have better pregnancy outcome so less number of or in fact i would prefer there should be no maternal mortality due to this kind of preventive uh, pregnancy complications agar so that was your initial vision 
And uh, how did that turn into a focus on a particular like preeclampsia or is that your primary focus right now, preeclampsia? We, we, we are starting with a preeclampsia. Uh -huh. So uh, all the technologies that we are developing is a kind of a platform technology. Yeah. So if we do it with the preeclampsia, we will be able to, uh, in, when, uh, for the other pre uh, pregnancy complication also, we can do this similar way. So we are trying oh, to start with the preeclampsia, then we will include the other uh, diagnostic test on the same platform. Got it, got it. And, uh, and preeclampsia mainly, is that because it's uh, one of the more wide, wider issues or is it because you personally had experienced it and you wanted to solve that problem? Preeclampsia? Both. How, how did you go about um, like actually building that first version of it? You had this idea in your mind that right. you know, this is something that can be diagnosed much earlier and let's find a way to do it in more economical way. Uh, how did exactly. you go about building that initial prototype? So initially, uh, when we started off, it was like a huge, it, uh, five feet by two, uh, uh, the footprint of the device that we made, it was like uh, f five feet by two feet. So wow. it was that. That's a big Okay, so because it's all optics and sensors and all those things need to be aligned in a certain way so that it can capture because we wanted to change what is routinely being done. So yep. there will be no amplification, no PCR, nothing will be involved. So we have to play around with the optics and lights and all. So that was the footprint that we had for the first arrangement or a prototype that we had. But uh, that is something very expensive and a huge footprint which won't be live by most of the uh, diagnostic lab. So yeah. we thought how to make it uh, simpler and uh, smaller. Smaller. And yeah. of course, for reducing the cost. Cost of the. So yeah. we, yes, so we worked with that and uh, made many iterations. Uh, the, we started reducing the size. We started replacing the components, uh, yet not losing on the sensitivity of the device and the reliability of the device. And finally, we came right now, the beta prototype that uh, we have is uh, just one feet uh, by 0.5 half feet. So that is the size we came uh, from the five feet uh, by two feet to uh, one, wow. and a one and a one and a one and a half feet uh, footprint. Uh, wow. And yeah. this is working absolutely uh, the way it was working with the, the five feet by two feet. The sensitivity is intact, the reliability is intact, but device is now more compact. Mm -hmm. uh, the cost has been reduced. We introduced the 3D printing, uh, some of the chassis and all. So that has also reduced the price. Wow. Uh, some of the uh, lenses and the sensors, we played around and we got something which makes it very uh, affordable range. Got it. And was it just, that's just super amazing going from five feet to one foot by, you know, six inches. Um, how, was it just you and... Uh, um, your husband at this point or you actually built a team around this? Uh, we started, both of us started initially, but yeah. uh, uh, there are certain things which, uh, all things we can't do all our own. Yeah. So, uh, I have expertise in molecular biology, so I make all the assays and uh, whatever the ingredients, the chemicals required and how much it should be used and how to be used, that is what I contribute in this and my husband has a very uh, 
vast knowledge on the instrumentation and optics and all so he uh-huh. made the all the arrangement and the device setup but at nice. the same time with the device you need the software you right. need the electronic component because uh, uh, pcb you can't take a arduino pcb and build a big uh, instrument you have to have a customized pcb so there is a team we, we hired a team which dedicatedly make the pcb according to our requirement then software there is a operator interface should be very simple so yeah. that uh, whoever using it with a click he able to understand he need not to go back and do all the calculation so for the programming and software we have uh, we hired a team they are doing the uh, this operator interface and the back calculation thing uh, similarly for the de- 3d cad design and all we give the idea there is a designer team we have hired so they do the designing and we have all the in house facility from uh, the software programs to uh, 3d printer and everything mm-hmm. we have right now in house so everything is been made in house itself complex operation like there's so many pieces that have to come yes. together for this to work yeah. i mean just imagining okay. where you started uh, as a you know the scientist the smart scientist trying to solve a problem and now you have these you know various things that have to fall in place different teams software hardware and that that, that is what we learn in the last 4 years it uh-huh. is not about the science per se you have to wrap it in a way that it is appealing to the consumer it is useful to the consumer because as a scientist complicated things we can crack but yeah. the person who we want to give it to use they won't be able to then it right. will be meaningless it'll so be we, meaningless yeah we have to wrap it in a way that it will be very simple for them to use and i think you you had this on your linkedin a translation of technology for better living yeah that is what <laughs> we are we, are, we 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 aspire to do yeah <laughs> so you got this 1 foot by 6 inch a small form factor and you now have you done sort of like how did you see that actually get adopted in the market was that solving the need in the market like did you find the product market fit uh, we 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 kind of a product market fit did a market survey and all from mm-hmm. where we understood that there is a huge requirement and uh, basically we wanted to launch first the urine protein analysis device so that we can understand the market in a much better way the need has been shown by the people diagnostic labs has also shown positive for this the urine protein is also a kind the module that we have developed is a health self monitoring persons who have somebody in the family problem related to pregnancy or some other kidney disorder they also showed a huge interest in getting that because it is reducing the the, the cost at which we are offering this test is lesser than the normal pathological lab test and it can be done at home in their convenience at any time that makes them very interested uh, we have done a small piloting and we are trying to launch it by april uh, 2020 to get the initial market traction the real market traction right yeah. now it is all survey based so the Got real it. market we might be able to get after april 2020 when we launch it to the market wow awesome good luck that sounds really that's not too far off but you, it looks like you made tremendous amount of progress so you you were well on your way <laughs> so it's a kind of a team effort actually so when we started both of us it was uh, like we do the entire thing in perspective of the science when we got the team the design team the electronic team the mm-hmm. uh, programming team then we uh, the things built in a way that it can go to the market otherwise it yeah. was a, a 
the science was there but it was not a product now it it's is not a product, a product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, meanwhile in the four years journey we also understood it is the product science as well as how to get into the market the business idea how to do the marketing those are equally important so mm. those things are also are uh, uh, learning and trying to implement for the urine protein we are trying to get the medical device clearance from the cdisco the government of india unit which gives clearance to the medical device even though without getting the permission also we can launch it to the market but we want it with the permission so yeah. that the doctors can prescribe it officially yeah of yeah. uh, the shelf device it should be looked up as a medical device and mm. doctor can prescribe it to their patient so that they can use it and they can trust it yeah did you raise funds uh, for all of the because it looks like there's so much financial support you need to actually run all these things like 3d printing and software design and hardware design and what not so uh, what we have done is right now we have not raised any uh, funding from the private party mm-hmm. uh, we got few government grants and to sustain and to support our research we have parallelly started div- uh, giving the service facility i see so we get a little bit of revenue in the terms of the biochemistry we synthesize various kind of gold nanoparticles which is required for our reagent but at the same time we sell those nanoparticles to other people who require them so we get a little revenue from there yep. we have a design team we have a electronics team we have a programming team so for other people who have to make some medical device or something those are services to them which they don't have they have the idea but they don't have the facility or they are not able to translate from the idea to the product so we provide the service over there so that also fetches some revenue to us through which we are able to support all this function mm. uh, research activity as well as the human resource got it how so so far you've raised uh, very little funds uh, but you've been trying to sustain through other side revenues that you offer yes. as services um, yeah from and uh, through the grants we got till now from the grants we got around uh, 2 cr mm-hmm. any lessons that you learned from raising the grants or at least uh, being able to win those grants from the government see uh, from the government it is always depend upon how, what the reviewers the committee is looking into the problem the way they want to look it if you have a real idea mm-hmm. with a good team some proof of concept it should not be just an idea it, uh-huh. if you have some proof of concept some prototype in hand which you can demonstrate in front of them and they are convinced that it is just not the idea that ha- you have uh, taken from google yeah. there is some <laughs> you are able to do it they they really support it they are really support uh, those kind of ideas mm-hmm. even though some of the google ideas also get the funding but sure. if, if you are a real, a real serious entrepreneur then you should uh, go to the uh, grant agencies or i think even to the investors with some solid uh, product in your hand so that you can demonstrate that it is doable what i am saying is just not a theory yeah that's a great yeah that's a great lesson so anyone who is trying to do something similar it's always good to not just have the theory uh, or the degrees or the research uh, that you have done in the labs but some sort of a tangible product proof of concept it could be a terrible product if you really look at it it could be a 5 foot by 2 foot thing but it if you can show it that it actually works 
then making it better, making optimizations to bring the form factor down, all of that can be done. So you said you started in 2011 and yes. then you did a lot of research and then 2015 or so you started really making things. Uh, any dark moments where there are times when you self-doubted and when you thought this is all ridiculous, I'm a, I'm a crazy person, what am I doing? Or There are many like that. Actually, uh, every day as a entrepreneur, you come up with a self-doubt and the next day you again feel, no, 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 what I am doing is exactly the society needs or I want to do. So those moments do come repeatedly. Sometimes when a very flimsy idea is being promoted, which ha- which as a scientist, you know, has no uh, scientific basis and it is not doable. That has been appreciated over the idea that has a strong scientific foundation is not being considered. You feel bad. But at the same time, it is your idea. You should be convinced about your idea. Mm. You have to... Dark moments will come. Many people who are in the reviewer or in the other side, they uh, might not feel the way about the technology that you are uh, feeling about or they have not seen it working. They have not seen the challenges that you have come over. So they might not appreciate, but it should not be discouraging for you because you have put the efforts. You know... It is working. You should be convinced. And if you are convinced, those dark days and uh, uh, bright days will come alternatively. And you will uh, will, uh, certainly come to a place when the entire world will be convinced as convinced you are today. Anything that specifically sort of really made you rethink this whole thing? So uh, once what happened, we were trying to do the analysis, uh, the kind of sensitivity we are supposed to get. Mm-hmm. We are trying for, uh, another instrument, not built by us, but from a, a commercial instrument. And it was not giving uh, the way that it should be. So since it is some commercial instrument, so we had a very huge self-doubt that uh, it is not coming. The, the theory that we are putting is not right. Oh, I so, see. Because you thought that the instrument must be right. Because yeah. it's a commercial instrument. So we are wrong. Exactly. Kind of. I see. Yeah, we, we, we must be wrong. It is not working properly. There should be something wrong. For a week or uh, for 15 days, we are very discouraged. And every day we are trying new experiment, uh, trying to prove it from a different way, but it was not working. Then uh, what of, uh, certainly we thought, okay, let's try to find out with a small uh, setup that we can build our own. Hmm. Then we tried to build that. And we got a fantastic result. So we thought, what happened to the uh, this uh, commercial instrument? So when we get back to it, we found that there is a software glitch in the uh, com- uh, in the uh, commercial instrument because commercial instrument is a dark box. You can't play around with its hardware. So yeah. if there is a glitch in the software, it will give you some different result. And because of that, uh, the, the error in the result, we uh, thought, you know, no, no, these things can't work. We should return the grant. It is not working. It is uh, not how we have anticipated. But then when you do it and you try to see it from different angles, you finally got, we finally got that, no, it is working. There is some problem with the software of the instrument. Uh, That was very discouraging. And another one is uh, for a grant when we were presenting. So it is a high tech science where lots of uh, uh, funding is required. So we applied for a small funding. And we got a 50% reduction in the amount which we applied for. At the same time, there was something which is related to handicraft. 
which might not require that huge amount of investment mm-hmm. but it has been given considering that that is more important than the uh, science and tech and they consider that so much of money is not required for technology development and yeah. every time they come up with a question when you are coming to the market mm-hmm. uh, six months a technology cannot be developed within a six months yeah a new technology an innovative technology cannot be developed in a six months mm. you can have a export import within six months but you right. can't develop a technology within six months you need so, you need someone on the other side a partner that actually is patient and believes in the vision exactly. and is willing exactly. to wait for years not just six months yeah. exactly so uh, we 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 are developing uh, in a ip protected way we have patents we have design patents we have method patents we have trademarks so you should look upon all those things rather than uh, the product should be in the market within 6 months because even if i launch the product half baked in the 6 months it won't have any relevance yeah so those 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 things sometimes uh, make you feel very uh, discouraged uh, whether uh, we will be able to take these to the market even though it is a very high technology and it is required by the society Yeah. Uh, because uh, if we don't get the financial support, because right now we are doing with the grant and a little revenue, but we will be requiring the investment. And if investor doesn't understand this pain point, then it will be really, really difficult. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. And so in that, uh, for that, like, how how are you planning to sort of get the distribution? Do you have uh, any plans of? partnering with diagnostic centers or how, how are you thinking of once uh, so, it's all built out the product is ready to go to market so april 2020 launch will be basically through e marketing mm-hmm. and channels will be uh, this uh, e commercial portals uh, because uh, right now we can't have a stock uh, the huge stock that we can yeah. put it through the distributor so once yeah. we get, get the traction uh, 6 months traction Mm-hmm. uh how much demand and uh, how the people are accepting it we can have a gross idea of it then we will talk to the distributor or strategic partners and uh, try to uh, uh, get some investment and upscale our manufacturing and then we will go through the uh, the conventional distribution channel as well as the commercial portal got it i see so right now it's it's going to be more through your uh, your own efforts of e-commerce channels like uh, direct to um and then um and then once you have the traction and you making some money you might reinvest it you might raise funds that maybe yes. towards the le- end of next year yes 2020 great uh i mean any tactics like you mentioned two really dark moments in some way where you had to you had a lot of self doubt but you really had to pick up yourself and say yep this is going to work we're going to do it any tactics or things that you do to help you stay focused on the mission uh i am basically a very positive person huh. so uh, even if sometimes things doesn't work i don't leave it if uh, in a single day i need to iterate the things 20 times i do it till i get the result so uh, it is kind of, uh, failures doesn't uh, perturb me from doing the uh, the experiment or the iteration again so if you keep on doing it and of course you have to be convinced and for uh, the experiment will work mm-hmm. or the iteration will work we have the theoretical validation for it 
then if you do if the if the uh, the when you do the prototyping if doesn't work and you go on iterating you come up with a final product which is even better than what you have imagined yeah it's so it's so cool like the, the whole uh, lean startup methodology that eric re talks about like it's so similar to the scientific experimentation that you do yes labs, yes right you 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 have a hypothesis you run the experiment you see the result and you adjust and write you know iterate it or iterate it till you get the expected result exactly uh, and like every time you start up and you improve it little bit further yeah uh, and so the the focus is always for you like you have some conviction that how does like what, how do you not get distracted from you know solving this problem for the first problem in your platform that you're trying to build preeclampsia like how do you keep going back to that what drives you what makes you wake up in the morning to solve that uh, we never get distracted that's why before starting anything we registered our company and <laughs> the second thing is uh, a very simple thing actually my daughter so uh, every time i see her and uh, see her doing things uh, which uh make me feel that uh, she's healthy and fine just because i have been privileged i have been to a very nice hospital ah. have taken care of uh, and she is now normal right I but see. Uh, for very many resource limited setting the poor women i have seen them i have personally seen many women those who because of the convulsion they lost their voice i have seen ah. women they have lost their baby so uh, i i i need to do something for them Yep. so oh, every time i see her and i remember those faces it wow. always put me on track that i have to do this wow and i just read some stat around like pregnancy kills around 800 women every day and in the world and about 10 to 12% of those are preeclampsia cases is that true yeah oh, yes staggering that, uh, every year it is 10 million women who are been impacted by uh, preeclampsia 10 and uh, every year that's terrible. every year and it and is it something is that is sorry it is a, it is it is not a problem of just india it is a global problem mm. in fact in western world it is more prominent than in india because india has other other causes of maternal mortality as well <laughs> but <laughs> since other things has been taken care so preeclampsia is one of the major killer over there ah uh. I see I see so wow that is so it's a worldwide problem and there is no um is there a breakthrough anywhere else in the world or there's no breakthrough in terms of like uh, completely removing in early prognosis uh, right now it is 20 weeks post 20 weeks with a, a protein marker mm-hmm. uh, pfd one by roshe kobas they are doing it and nice. it has been uh, accepted by the nice guideline as well mm. but the sensitivity and specificity is very low and uh, it can predict up to next 4 weeks whether the delivery is required or not or uh, preeclampsia is going to onset or not so uh, 20 weeks is actually the time where a little majority of the damage has already been done because oh. the preeclampsia initiates around 11 to 13 weeks of pregnancy so pregnancy is a very dynamic process so every week counts 
तो थर्टीन टू ट्वेंटी देर इज अवन वीक्स विंडो टाइम तो देर ऑल्सो अज डैमेज इज बीन डन इफ इट इज अर्ली प्रिक्लैम्शिया सो दैट्स वाई राइट नाउ द अर्ली प्रोग्नोसिस इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट टू सेव दो I see, and the the best case right now solution is you have twenty weeks. But what you're trying to do is bring it closer to the eleventh or thirteenth week. Yeah. That helps give the doctors a lot more time to actually monitor and change the. Exactly. Uh, got it. Wow. And what what's your feeling? Gut feeling about that? Like reducing it, the prognosis from twenty weeks to eleven eleven weeks. Yeah. yeah it will it will definitely help because uh, the the research studies that has been shown and you know uh, if you if you see the the preterm delivery and the chances of uh, survival mm-hmm. so you can see each week increases the chance by 50% of the survival mm-hmm. so if there is a early prognosis you can uh, we can do the management in a way that the delivery can be Uh, brought to near uh, normal uh, uh, gestation period or at least delayed so that the baby will be more mature and uh, since the management will be there so the mother's organ will be more uh, will be less impacted uh, and the pregnancy outcome will be much better if we can diagnose it around 11 to 13 weeks rather than after 20 weeks perfect perfect yeah that's that's So just a nice segue into it looks like so your what's your moonshot where when you fully executed vision of your prante solutions for solving this preeclampsia problem what, what how do you see that world look like uh that will be a wonderful world actually uh, the loss of mother in terms uh, of life or health it impacts mm-hmm. the entire family yeah so when we will be able to achieve no mortality due, during the pregnancy because she is trying to get a life into this world and in terms she is losing her own life that is a very sad part so yeah. when we will be able to achieve no maternal mortality due to pregnancy complication we will be able to see happier family uh, economically better doing family uh, and nice society because if you don't have a mother at family the upbringing of the child is also affected so you will be having more uh, happy world actually yeah well wow, that's uh, that's a strong reason to wake up and go go get this right and that's uh, that's really powerful uh, for you to really go after this and not give up on it right it's it's a very compelling reason that is, um, that is hard, right. i'm sure yeah so uh, just one uh, last thing around this idea of you know making this platform and uh, keeping the focus uh, of this mission um you also mentioned you know i uh, you know your dad passed away very early on in your life uh, i wonder if how mm-hmm. some of these things have impacted you how how as a person do you have any like lessons life lessons that are means that helped you sort of become the strong women that you are yes uh, so uh, my mother was a housewife uh, from a simple bengali medium uh, middle class family she was a housewife and uh, when my father passed away to just for us me and my brother she need to take up a job in delhi 
where everybody speaks hindi and she doesn't know anything any any word of hindi actually so she t- took the bold step to take us to delhi and join the office where she has to learn so many things like typing and all at, at that time they used to have to do the typing and all she yep. has to learn everything at the same time she has to take care of the home because we were very small so as a woman who is very soft simple woman from a middle class family with not a huge uh, educational background if she has been able to take us to delhi and give us the all the thing education uh, and uh, emotional support yep. to get us where we are with the privileged situation i am in i will definitely able to do it that's something that not uh, not many recognize that yeah you you you've able to recognize that you been you've won the lottery in so many ways and you've been lucky and you've been fortunate to have had you know the mother and the support system around you you know yeah i, I have been here. very lucky for the fact my in-laws my husband of course my husband is instrumental in it my daughter she also cares for this she always says no you have to work you can't let the uh, pregnant women die you can't let uh-huh. the mother of a small babies die so those inspires me and my in-laws also very supportive so i have been lucky in the way that i always got a very supportive family always hey, one of the questions on that part of luck i've heard someone ask this and i i just uh, wanted to ask you how much of what you what you've achieved in your life whether it's the degrees it's the scientific uh, awards or plante solutions and the the product that you're trying to make how much of that is luck versus your own hard work uh i will say it is 50 50 because uh, whenever the judgment is there it is uh, the, whatever you are speaking about or whatever you are trying to present if judges are convinced you are able to convince the judge yeah then only make an impact so it always depends uh, what is the mood of the judge so it is not in your control it is in the control of your luck yeah so and at the same time if you are presenting nothing to the the judges and assuming the luck will take care of it it is not possible so you have to be prepared you have to have some uh, solid idea or a product which can, can convince so 50% of luck can push you to make the judges convince what you are talking about at the same time you have to have something so that the luck can help you to convince the judge absolutely preparation meets opportunity that's really what is luck according to some folks right i'm saying this is absolute truth yeah. uh, the preparation <laughs> preparation meets opportunity that's where the luck is uh, i know you uh, mentioned in my in our previous conversation that you're not much of a book person um, yes i was wondering if you had uh, any either it's a book or a person or anything that influenced you to be who you are so uh, the something which i came across is if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go longer go together so that uh, what inspires me a lot so right now we are a very small financially very small company so we have a team which is around 12 people being with them convincing them making them feel the dream or the vision that you are having so those things i uh, the these this code inspires me to do that because without them my company won't go we i won't be able to develop the product yep and at the same time this is my vision my mission it is not 
they haven't asked me to form the prante ah. i have formed prante and, and brought them over here so if i want to go longer i have to be with them i have to get them together with me that quote is very powerful and along that line if you had a chance to write something on a full moon that the whole world can see what would you write on it a message love that you want to send, send to the world i will just write love yourself love because yourself. if you are positive, yeah if you are positive if you can love yourself you can do things for others if you always in you know, a feeling that i am not that good i can't do this you will be never able to do something for yourself or for the society knowing what you are and who you are right now if you had to advise or give some advice to your younger self when you're starting out in the college or in high school or phd or wherever what would that advice be uh, <laughs> i would give any advice actually in <laughs> fact i will thank my younger self uh, that time i made a right decision mm. i chose a best friend who is right now my life partner and uh, <laughs> because of him actually see it is always required your husband if it is in your favor or seeing the same vision and mission that you are th- uh, believed in Uh, the things are very easy and very convenient so i will i would really love to thank my younger self that i chose him <laughs> that's a good one I, i i never regret about anything if something wrong some wrong decision i have taken i try to make it right through my efforts or i just forget it i don't want to change anything in my life wonderful hey simona thanks so much for taking the time to join us on the show here if people wanted to connect with you what's the best way they can reach you first let me thank you because i was so nervous you made me so comfortable if somebody wants to connect with us our official email id is info@prante.solutions the they can connect us via the facebook page we have a prante solutions facebook page twitter as uh, handle@prante linkedin uh, page for prante is also there thanks so much shimona i wish you all the best for your launch in april 2020 and and um, look forward to seeing a lot more of you and your work thanks a lot Thank love to have an opportunity to chat again sometime next year. Sure, sure, sure. Definitely, we would love. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Thank you. Same to you.